So my roommate recently went to Disneyland. I know, super jealous. But when she got back, I asked her, hey, how was your trip? And she said, good. I was in a wheelchair on the second day. And I said, cool. You seem to be okay. (laughs) And she said, yeah, it was great. Do you know that hill by Pixar Pier? And I looked at her and I was like, no, I haven't been there. And she said, okay, well, there's this hill by Pixar Pier. And the friend that she went with basically was like, I can't hold you. And Crystal was like, just let me go. And she did. And so she said that she was rolling down that hill in her wheelchair, both terrified and excited. I'm sure she felt the wind beneath her wings. And I was like, glad you're still alive. Have a good night. Hello and welcome to OK But Hear Me Out, a healthy conversation podcast about our favorite fandoms and latest obsessions. I'm your host, Cassie, and on this podcast, our friends and I will be trying to convince each other to dive into our latest favorites. A slight disclaimer, though, this podcast is mostly geared towards anime and manga. However, we have many other not-so-guilty pleasures that we would be happy to share. Now, there is a rule, only one rule of the podcast, and it is that our feelings are canon, meaning that our feelings are real to those that are feeling them, so we shouldn't bash others for having different feelings than ours. Not everybody's going to feel the same type of way that we feel about certain shows. And just a few announcements before we get started. This is just a reminder, I'm going to keep saying it, about the recommendations form. There will be a link in the description. It is a Google Doc form. If you have any recs, anything you want us to be as obsessed with as you are, you can check that Google Doc out. I also put it in the description of my videos on my YouTube, and I have recently put it on my Patreon. They have this new community feature that's pretty cool that people can be like a quote-unquote free member so they can see like your updates and stuff like that. And of course, my second announcement, just as you can tell, Lisa is still not here. She's still taking her personal time for whatever she needs, and we're wishing her the best, and hopefully she can come back soon, and we can share all the things with her. But Lisa, if you're listening to this, I know how much you wanted to talk about your topic, but I'm kind of excited to talk about my topic too. (laughs) The rules have been said, well, the one rule, the announcements have been made, so let's start the conversation. Today, as you can tell from the title, I'll be talking about Magic Artisan Dahlia Wilts No More. And this is actually a manga, not an anime, though Manifestation, I believe it just got announced that it will be getting an anime. I might have that in my notes somewhere. But today we're talking about that, and it's going to be great. So at the time of this recording, it is five volumes, at least in English, and that is the manga version. There is also a light novel version don't believe the light novel has been released in English, but that could be because I haven't been able to find it yet. Let's get into the summary because it's a one of those that has like a really long title. So I tend to shorten it to Magic Artisan Dahlia instead of Magic Artisan Dahlia Wilts No More, even though the Wilts No More is super important to the plot of the story, but I shorten it. But anyway, it is about a girl named Dahlia who was reincarnated into a new world as a child or as a baby, whatever. It's one of those reborn into another world. She lives with her father, who is a magic artisan, and he teaches her partially because she also like went to school for it, but he teaches her his craft before he actually passes on in the very first manga. 
Her father had hoped that she would marry his apprentice, Tobias, but they soon break off the engagement because he cheated on her. Slash decided he was in love with somebody else. And I know you don't really decide those things. It's a matter of the heart. But they were like literally a day away from getting married. She had just moved out of her house. They had moved in together. They had signed all these paperwork things. And then he told her, oh, yeah, I'm in love with somebody else. And I want to keep the house. And I want to do this. And I want to do that. And she was like, well, this sucks. But anyway, it's not all bad because Dahlia felt kind of stifled by the relationship with Tobias anyway. And she decides to cut ties with him and start her own business as a magic artisan. I know that was like a really scattered summary. You guys know I'm not good at those, but that is the best summary that I can give because I'll get a little bit more into the details when I go into my talking points. So my first point that I wanted to make, like before we get into the meat and potatoes of this manga. Oh, perfect. Actually, (laughs) me reading my notes, trying to keep up with my brain because my brain talks and my mouth talk faster (laughs) than I read where I'm at in my notes. This is where I talk about the light novel, which I mentioned before. The light novel, it's, I mean, it started out as a light novel. It's called Dahlia and Bloom, colon, Crafting Your Fresh Start with Magical Tools. So again, another long title. They changed it, I guess, when they did at least the U.S. English version. Or it could just be that the light novel is under a slightly different name, but it's the same story. It is still ongoing at the time of this recording. There are also technically two series of manga adapted from this light novel. The first series is only two volumes, but was never published in English. So I have seen it, but I have never actually read it. I'm sure there's probably an English translation somewhere online, but like I haven't been able to find it. And the second series is what we know as Magic Artisan Dahlia Wilts No More. And it's currently being released at the time of this recording in the U.S. and as what I'm reading. Now, of course, I wish that I could get the light novel. I probably just haven't looked hard enough. But I wish to have the light novel because these manga are one of those that I feel like it's released slower than others. I'm not saying it's true, but we all know that at least if you're a manga reader, we all know that sometimes it feels like one series has like three volumes come out before the next volume of another one comes out. So I just feel that the releases are not proportionate, but it's fine. I think this one might be just a little bit slower because they are like adapting it from a light novel. So it's not like a manga that's already done and you just have to go through and translate the English or well, translate the Japanese into English. They are currently like actively drawing it from the light novel and then also translating it. Well, they have to wait for it to get made in manga form and then they like I'm making it complicated, but like I understand. But like, I wish to have the light novel so that I can read more so that I know what's going to happen because I really like the series. Obviously, I'm talking about it. Before I go more down that drain, we're going to go to my second point, which is that this series is technically an isekai, but it is a little different. While many isekai have like a strong focus on the main character being from different worlds, this one is a little more subtle. I mean, it is, but it isn't. <laughs> A good chunk of the time, we like don't really focus on her past life, but more like what is happening in the present. It also, her past, like being from quote unquote our world, is important because she uses like her memories from her past life to help her with her magical items. So, like, 
they don't really focus on it, but they do. It like it creeps back up when she makes a new item and then it'll focus on stuff from this world or from the world that she's currently in. And then we'll get a little dip of like her past life. Now, we do see her past come up a little bit more in the beginning when she is going through her breakup with Tobias. And of course, um, like I said before, when she's creating her magical devices, but overall, it still feels like being from another world takes a backseat to what is actually happening in front of us, like in the current state of the manga. That being said, it is kind of slice of life. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Bofuri in that way. So it may not be a series for everyone. It may not be something that any like every one of you enjoy, but like I enjoy it because it's like partially isekai partially slice of life has a little bit of magic thrown in there yeah all that confusing rambling and nonsense that I'm sure will stop me when I go back to edit later is just to say that again it is an isekai but it doesn't always focus on her past life it only comes up when she's creating magical devices which you think would be all the time because that's part of the title but she like develops stuff and then she focuses on other things. Like she's developing it, developing it, and then doing other things. I feel like I'm still talking myself into a circle. So I'm going to go on to my next point before I just drown on this one point. I feel like if Lisa were here, I would be having a really hard time convincing her. Uh, I hope I'm convincing all of you that are listening. And Lisa, if you're listening, let me know if I make sense. <laughs> So my next point is that I really like the thought and meaning behind the title. Now, I mentioned this before, but I'm going to get into it now. So we're going to back up just a little bit. So like I said in the summary, Dahlia breaks off her engagement but feels kind of relieved. But what I didn't say before was, one, their fathers had made the engagement and both of them were kind of doing it out of obligation. So there is that aspect to each their own if that's part of like your culture or whatever. But it's that trope that they didn't really like each other, that they were doing it because their fathers really like wanted it. Two, yes, Tobias did cheat on her, but it wasn't just that because, like I said before, he wasn't in love with her. They didn't really like super love each other. They did it because their fathers wanted them to. But there were other things that really just kind of like irked me. <laughs> He also made Dahlia like change her appearance. He told her her hair stood out too much. So she dyed it from like, I believe, red to brown. He didn't like how tall she was. So she wore short shoes. He also made her dress down because he didn't want her to be too flashy or stand out too much. Like all of she had like, you know, these beautiful features about her, not just because of the way she dressed, but like her red hair was beautiful. You know, she's like tall and beautiful. And he made her like downgrade those because he didn't want her to stand out too much. He wanted a more subdued woman, if like that makes sense. Maybe subdued is not the right word, but I hope you guys are catching on to what I'm trying to say. Thirdly, to caveat this, she did a lot of those things because she remembered how she like suffered in her past life. Again, it came up a lot in the first manga as opposed to the other ones. And she kind of thought that this was her second chance at life so she should do these things and that hopefully it will turn out differently than it did in her past life but then she like well, like when she realizes that she has wasted so much time holding her head down and doing what other people wanted and expected of her 
she finally holds her head up and she sees how bright the world is. She changes her hair back to red, obviously, and it's beautiful. She gets it cut short that she likes it. Like she liked that style. He also like wanted her to have longer hair and she likes short hair. And she decides to just live her life how she wants, more honestly and happily. Hence the part where she wilts no more because she was always wilting to other people and to what other people wanted. And now she is a Dahlia in bloom, like the light novel suggests. She is out there living her best life. So all that to say that I just love the meaning of the title of this series. Now moving on to my next talking point. I like the idea of the magical tools. Basically, I like that Dahlia uses what she remembers from her old life to improve and make new devices in this world. These ideas are usually like, they just pop up because of something small that she notices or a problem that arises with the people around her. For example, her friend, um, I think it's the hairdresser girl, she like Dahlia as a child remembers hair dryers from her old world and she tries to make one. And of course she doesn't really know how the magical tools work. So her father ends up helping her, but they end up making basically a hair dryer with like magic stones because she remembers something from her old life. It just pops into her head and she sees somebody who has like a problem or an issue that arises in this world. And she just puts two and two together and tries to make it. There's also like this instance with her night friend, We'll talk about him later. And he talks about athletes foot running rampant among the nights as they, you know, they do their jobs in swampy areas. And so she creates socks to help them with that. And again, I know she is a magic artisan and the plot of the story is driven by her craft as her job. But the thought process, she, the, the thought processes she takes to help those around her is great and fun to see because again most of the time she's not really thinking about her past life it's something that just comes up naturally when her friends need something or there's something that could be done better or she notices like a lack of something that would be brought better by something that she remembers from her old world so it's great I think in the most recent manga or maybe it was volume four she like creates like a foaming soap dispenser. And I was like, yeah, that's needed. <laughs> but anyways, next talking point, there is a lot to take in in this world. Again, this is one of the reasons why I feel like her old world, like our world past life takes like a backseat because there's so much to take in, in in this world that she's constantly learning and we as the audience are learning with her. So there are social class rules, obviously, there always are. There's geography to be learned, different monsters, and of course, magic. Again, we learn about these things, about these features as we travel with Dahlia on her journey. Of course, we continuously learn about the many facets of magical items and how they can be built and work together. <laughs> you know, honestly, it's a lot like science. Um, sometimes I even get lost when they're explaining things. So I have to go back and read it again. It's very interesting how they like people just come up with these things and the logic of the worlds. I love it. I just love it so much. Once she decides to start her own business, also like we see how the society of the world works. So that's where that comes into play. When she wants to acquire items for her devices, we often learn that there are more than just magic stones. We learn that there are often monsters used as materials. I think one of the first things she makes in like volume one or two involves slimes and different colored slimes have different effects. So it's just 
those little tiny details that really are just great and I don't really think about and never really thought about before or even thought about making that a thing and I absolutely love it. The point is, I love that this world is vast and a little different from what I'm used to. There's a lot of details just beyond just like social norms that you usually get within isekais. Well, maybe not always, but a lot of the isekais I've been watching recently, you know, it's just interesting and I love it. So moving on to my next point. I also really like her friendship with Wolfred. You remember that night that I mentioned before? This is him. I like their friendship. Dahlia is fresh off her broken engagement with Tobias, and she is in full swing, dedicating her life to her craft and leaving love behind. So she thinks. I mean, right now, yes, they're just friends. I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) On the flip side, Wolfred is a knight and a noble-ish. His past kind of fuzzy I mean not fuzzy but like we I don't think we've seen the full scale of his past yet so we've learned a little bit about him but anyway he is also literally cursed with good looks (laughs) slash to capture the attention of women and often struggles to be around them so they actually become friends through a chance encounter but their relationship works She doesn't get swayed by his good looks and he can have a friend outside of being a knight and a noble. And naturally, I wonder if their friendship will develop into something more. There's some hints and I don't want to read too much. I don't want to be one of those persons, one of those peoples that reads too much into it. But they seem to understand each other and get along very well. And their circumstances seem to complement each other. However... I will also understand, again, if this development goes nowhere. It would just be cute if it did. And he is way better than Tobias. So that's all I'm going to say. All right. We're speeding right along. Also, because I can't speak and I'm not sure if any of this is making any sense. But we're moving along to our wrap-up points. I have quite a few, but I'm sure I'll speed right through them. Hopefully not too much. I need to take a breath. I feel like I was talking too fast. So our first wrap-up point, I don't need to manifest it. All right, this is the thing. Okay, great. I did put it in my notes. I don't need to manifest it because it has already been announced that it will be being turned into an anime. I think this series, to me, is a little less known than other popular manga stories. However, I still think it's pretty good, and I'm excited that it's getting an anime adaptation. I think the art that we do see on the covers is really pretty, and I'm excited to see what it looks like and what they're going to do with it. Secondly, I want to mention that the first volume is really fast paced, if I'm being honest. Like I said before, all the crazy things from her being reincarnated to growing up to learning to make magical tools, getting engaged, her father passing away, the breaking off of her engagement and her decision to live her life for herself all happens in the first volume. Like it is so fast. So I don't feel like I'm giving away too much because that all happens again in the very first volume, but this may be too much for some people. I know it was a lot for me to take in. I actually had to go back and take a double take. I was like, wait, what? What is happening? This, what? What? (laughs) And honestly, it made me a little sad when the story took such a sudden turn when her father passed away. I was like, wasn't expecting that. I don't think that should have happened. So why? (laughs) However, at the end, when she decides to live her life as she wants, it makes the whole story like come together and gives you that curiosity of where the story is going to go from there. Because, you know, 
so many things happened. Like, where are you going to go from here? My next wrap up point is that sometimes the explanations of things can be a little much slash wordy on the page. Um, I mentioned this a little bit before when they're like describing some of the stuff. It kind of, I feel like it's like a similar issue that I have with Haikyuu. Sometimes there is a lot of explanation, which is helpful in understanding like the goings on of the story, but can be a little overwhelming and cluttered on the page. I still enjoy the series, but for those of you who have a tough time with that, this may be something you should be aware of. And maybe not because, you know, I read plenty of like regular non like comic style books and those just have you know nothing but words but when you have like art and you're trying to see the goings on and also read this massive chunk paragraph it can be a little much and may maybe make the manga a little dense so just be aware if that's not something that you really like you might not like reading it but luckily there's an anime coming out soon so you'll have that or at least for the you know anime only type people now my next wrap-up point my last wrap-up point I am curious about the light novel again and how much further it has gone from where we are right now in the manga. I said this earlier, this series is more along the lines of a slice of life anime than an isekai to me. So I often wonder where Dahlia's journey is going to take her. I feel like Dahlia has a lot of potential as an artisan and a company owner. It was a very interesting development that I wasn't expecting. But she is very smart and lively and always helps others, which I love in a main character, in any character, really. Even though she, like, has been wronged by her fiancé and she pushed aside the idea of marriage and love and all the things that she thought would make her happy, which is great, you know, more power to you, girl power, or any type of power. But will anything bloom between her and Wilfred? (laughs) That's what I want to know. So I don't know if it's even gotten into that. Like I said, the light novel is still currently being released, but I am curious where we're going to go from here. Again, at the time of this recording, only five volumes of the manga have come out. And it's great, again, because like I don't feel like it's too high stakes. I can read it and still wonder where her journey is going to take her, but not like be super impatient for the next volume, even though in some ways I, again, still feel like it comes out slower than others. And I'm like, I really want to read the next volume. But it's not like so, so crushing and like cliffhanger ending that I'm that impatient. It's just mostly that I'm curious about her journey and I want to know. So yeah, those are all my points. I only have one link and it's the fandom page because like, you know, I mentioned before, it's kind of a, I don't really feel like it's a more, it's like a less known anime, well, manga. It's not super popular. I don't feel I, I mean, popular enough to get its own or own anime adaptation. But then I think, you know, at least here in the US, anytime I go to my bookstore, like, There's not like super lots of volumes available of it. It's, you know, one of the smaller sections. So I'm honestly surprised, but really grateful that it's getting an anime adaptation. But when I was looking for like videos or articles, like I usually do, there wasn't a lot available. And I think it's just because not that many people have found this story. So honestly, there's not anybody else to back me up on these points like we usually have. But I hope this maybe convince you to give it a try or when the anime comes out to try that. 
And, you know, in a way, this is like me telling you guys and Lisa something new that, you know, maybe isn't in the forefront that I have discovered that I really enjoy. This is, again, I truly believe one of my quote unquote latest favorites. Like I said, it only has five volumes, so it hasn't really gotten anywhere yet, but I enjoy it. And I hope all of you enjoy it, too, if you give it a chance. So we'll move right along to the segments, which is, you know, of course, recommendations. It honestly was kind of hard to pick something because there isn't a lot of series like this. However, I feel like I would recommend Wolfity as it has like the same isekai slash slice of life vibes. I'd also like to recommend the Savior's Book Cafe story in another world. Again, one of those with like a long title. But I actually really enjoyed that one. And that one is another one that was kind of one of my latest favorites that I just kind of discovered because I was talking to somebody at Barnes and Noble and asking them what they recommended. They recommended three things to me. I got two out of the three and I really like this one. My only sad thing is that it's only five volumes and I wanted more. But for those of you that enjoy a good short series and don't want to get bogged down by long running, you know, 30 plus volume series or even less than that, this one's a good one for that. So just to give like a small thing, because, you know, we already talked about Bofidi. So for the Savior's Book Cafe, it's about a woman who gets summoned to another world, as they do, but she doesn't really want to go. In fact, like a good chunk of the first manga, first volume is just her arguing with God about how she's like in her 30s. She's a little older. She doesn't really want to go on adventures. She's already like settled in her life. She feels God should choose a younger person that's more gung-ho about it. And God basically is like, no, you have no choice. You are going. And she was like, okay. <laughs> so she, when she gets to this world, instead of seeking out adventures, she sets up a book cafe in a forested area, kind of like outside of town. And she can like quietly live her life. And honestly, one of the reasons I recommend this, because I was like, this is every person, all of my friends, this is our dream, just to have a bookstore at a quiet place or a book cafe or some kind of something and just a quiet place and just live our lives surrounded by books. That's all any of me, any of me and any of my friends want. That's all we want. But anyway, back to the summary, she soon becomes close with the head knight who also enjoys reading and often comes to her cafe to relax. And of course, other antics ensue as God comes to check in on her and other saviors because there's other saviors in this world and they come into play and cause mischief, question mark. So I really enjoy this manga series. It is one of those that is a manga only it would be cool if it got adapted into an anime. It would be a very short anime. Not that that's, there's anything wrong with that, but I definitely did want more. I liked the first volume a lot, uh, but I wanted more. I, I was ready for more and there was not more. But on the other hand, it's nice to have a, a short manga series every now and then, you know? Awesome. So those are my recommendations, Bofuri and the Savior's Book Cafe story in another world. I don't really have any other segments couldn't really I I don't really feel like manifestations apply to this and because again magic artisan Dahlia is so not well known there's not a lot of merch or anything like that for it so that's all I got so we'll steamroll right on to the plugs portion of this podcast if you would like to be a part of the conversation you can follow me Cassie on Twitter and Instagram at sassy K creates you can also follow Lisa on Instagram and TikTok at bway underscore baby 425. And if you have any respectful thoughts, feelings, reasons, 
that I didn't mention. Maybe if you've read this manga or maybe you think of um, another manga or an anime that's kind of along the same lines as this one, you can find a link to the recommendations form in the description of this episode and on my Patreon and in the descriptions of my YouTube videos. So check that out if they want some to us to be as obsessed with something as you are. And if you'd like to support me personally, Cassie, I have a YouTube under Sassy Cassie. I am almost, at least at the time of this recording, at a thousand subscribers. I never thought I would get there, but I'm pretty sure it's because of where I'm at in Naruto right now. And hot take for all of you that listen to this podcast. I am about 30 or so episodes ahead of where I'm <laughs> releasing right now. So some of the comments that I've been getting about like, oh, you'll see this and you'll know this. And I'm just sitting over here giggling like, I don't know if I should respond. Uh, because I do know what they're talking about now, but I kind of want to let them enjoy it as I enjoyed it and just let the release happen as it is. But I'm basically recorded to the end of the year aside from my podcasts, the like YouTube video wise, I'm recorded to the end of the year. I actually started recording some stuff for next year. So hot take for all of you listening to this, but anyway, support. I have a Patreon, which I mentioned before, also under Sassy Cassie. I have my Etsy shop, which is Nerd Blossom. Not a lot going on there right now, but hopefully soon. And if you don't wish to do any of those, but you still wish to do something, you could leave us a review or you could do all of those or none of those, whatever you want to do. So thank you all again for being a part of the conversation and hearing us out. And Lisa says, thank you. And then we both say bye. And then usually we giggle at the end. <laughs>